Hello, everybody. I'm still sitting here quite astonished by the weekend we've just seen in the National Football League. It's time for the Sam and the Big Man NFL podcast. Sam Zickman, what the hell's going on? <laughs> what a crazy weekend this was. Three nil victories. The Giants are one game out of the playoffs, if you don't mind. What's going on? It's just crazy. Good evening. It's, it is uh, great to be with you. David, always excited to, to talk NFL. Uh, it's it's all over the shop. We've got three-way ties for division leads. Uh, we've got upsets all over the shop. You're right, we've got soccer scores going on, 3-0, uh, match involving your club, which got up. In a very Adam, I don't win. care because the, the, the other results have made that a very important win for the Minnesota Vikings. Huge win. That's Massive. a huge win. Oh, a massive win. There are so many teams sitting at seven and six or six and seven who can still make the playoffs. Uh, the seventh seed change the NFL made, obviously, to go away from a 16 playoff and yes. go to a seven has worked really well because so many teams are vying for that seventh spot right now. Uh, it's very intriguing. Every result, and I know when we look at the schedule for next week, uh, so many matches are going to be in play when we're looking at who's going to make who's going to make the playoffs, and obviously who's going to get that all important buy as we head into the first week of the playoffs. But wow, where do we start, David? Well, Sam, I'm going to bring something else in here because something happened in American sport in the last couple of days. We talk about things that we choose to, um, and if I'd have told you a week ago that a Japanese phenom, phenom who pitches and whacks the ball out of sight would get 700 million US for 10 years to play baseball at Chavez Ravine. Sam, this is quite... This is Ronaldo and Messi. Well, it's not as much as Ronaldo. I can't believe the deal he's just got. That it's, It is worth mentioning. Shohei Atani to the Dodgers, 700 US for 10 years, and he's deferring most of it. Yeah, it's a, it's such a big deal, and he doesn't have to travel too far to his new club. He just switches no. to the other side of LA, uh, to the wonderful Chavez Ravine, as David calls it. Uh, I was very unfortunate to miss out seeing a game there last year. Uh, the Dodgers just managed to win another couple of games, I would off, but that is a massive deal. That crushes anything else. That That's a record deal. Um Wow. I mean, he's a phenomenal player, and we know that in the baseball you do see these deals. Albert Pujols probably set the tone on these deals. Obviously, that was, I think that was $300 million over over 10 years. Everyone thought at the time that that was ridiculous money, and, and here we are not too far down the track. Uh, and Shohei Otani banks $700 mil. And news came out today, he's going to be deferring most of it to the for, to 2034 to 43. So he's actually going to be being paid $3 million a year. He's deferring six hundred and eighty million of the seven hundred, so that they can get other players in and fit under the the the, the luxury cap if they can. And the reason is he only already earns forty five million a year in endorsement, so he doesn't need the salary. Which is a again, it's mind blowing. When when you were a young bloke, Alex Rodriguez got two hundred and fifty million dollars for ten years to go and play for the Texas Rangers. He was a Mariner, and no one could believe it then. When Patrick Mahomes got four hundred and fifty million for ten years, no one can believe well, that. I guess with um, where the Dodgers are thinking here is that by deferring the, the cash for that long, obviously the salary cap is going to go up. Those dollars are going to be worth less because of inflation over time. 
So the Dodgers are probably thinking, well, he's going to get his 700 mil and he's happy with it. He's earning really good money. And clearly, you know, I don't know anyone who needs uh, who needs that sort of cash, although it would always be nice. Uh, he By deferring it, you're right, he, he still gets his money. The Dodgers, it's 700 million for 10 years, but it's not really in, in real terms for the NFL salary cap and what, uh, sorry, for the MLB salaries that will actually be occurring in the time window that he gets paid the majority of that money. And the other thing is the key thing that you mentioned, David, is the Dodgers can go out and recruit because Shohei Tani wants to win. He wants to be in a winning franchise. He wants to go deep into the playoffs. And the way to do that is not by taking $700 million over the next 10 years. It's by deferring and recruiting. That's right. The Dodgers have now got to be favourites in the National Conference. They've got to be. It's as simple as that. Um, It's... um... Because, yeah, everybody else is just sitting back going, wow. Anyway, let's watch that one happen. There's going to be a lot of focus on Los Angeles, a lot of focus on those Dodgers, let me tell you. In what was a completely extraordinary round of the NFL, let's go sequentially. New England 21-18 over Pittsburgh. Where did that come from? I don't know. Tampa 29 over Atlanta 25. Baker Mayfield can... And the one thing he's done this year is not turn the ball over. Mayfield gets them home. Chicago, 28, whacked Detroit, 13. What's going on there? Cincinnati, 34, Indianapolis, 14. And Cincinnati were wiped out in most people's minds four weeks ago. Look, they've just gone berserk. Joe Flacco gets Cleveland home, 31-27 over Jacksonville. Bizarre. The one, one, some of the ones that aren't bizarre, New, 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 New Orleans beating Carolina, 28-6. That's not strange. New, the New York Jets 30 over Houston 6 is something I can't explain. That's bizarre. That was an Baltimore. offensive explosion in the second half. Oh, crazy. <laughs> seen it from the Jets all year and they scored 30 and a half. Baltimore 37 over Los Angeles, 31 in overtime with, would you believe, a 75-yard punt return. Here's a one that I can't explain. Minnesota 3, Las Vegas Raiders nil. In Vegas, it's a huge away win for the Vikings. I don't care about the actual scores. And both teams would be thrilled with their defence. Obviously, their offence has got something, but keeping teams to zero doesn't happen often. Seattle made San Francisco earn a 28-16 victory. And Brock Purdy continuing. Look at the numbers there. Purdy 368, McCaffrey 145, Samuel 149. The cream comes to the crop. Buffalo Show that they've got fight. 2017 in Kansas City. Denver 24 over Los Angeles 7. And I cannot believe what's going on in Denver. That they, they Talk about a renaissance. Sam's got a grin like a Cheshire cat with his next result. Dallas 33, Philly 13. And then today, Tennessee 28 over Miami 27. And then the Giants, who have been hopeless all year, 24-22 over the pack, and are now in line for playoffs. Sam, I don't know where to start. I'll go to you. You t- you start where you like to. I've t- that is just an amazing series of results. And when you have a look, when we talk about the playoff standings, in the AFC in particular, you will not believe them. Sammy? Let's go. Let's talk about a really intriguing division. So there's two matchups here that we can talk about, and it's a division that most people are looking at saying, what are you talking about, an intriguing division? We're talking about the NFC South. Three okay, let's go, let's go and look at those. Seven. Let's bring those standings up right now on ESPN's wonderful football website. Way you go, Sammy, the NFC South. So NFC South, you've got three teams all on six and seven. 
uh, after some really interesting results on the weekend. You've got the Saints sitting six and seven. They had a really strong performance against a Panthers outfit that are preparing for next year. It was a bit of a uh, look at an, it's been an interesting season for Bryce Young, heavily touted, top of the draft last year. Panthers gave up a lot for him, including a pick this year, which is going to be uh, the number one pick in the draft. Um, a lot given up there. So really interesting to see how that plays out. But the Saints were too good. They registered their sixth win, win of the season and a, a really important win for the Buccaneers uh, and Baker Mayfield, as David talked about, having probably his best season in the NFL. Um, they had a really gutsy 29-25 to 25 win over Desmond Rinner and the Atlanta Falcons, which even that comp- that division. So the Falcons, if they'd managed to win, would have gone a game clear, but instead we've got a three-way tie uh, at the moment in that division. So intriguing. Only one team will get out, I think, in that division. But who that team is, uh, is up in the air. Well, can I throw you to the black and blue division? Bizarrely, <laughs> Green Bay will be kicking themselves for losing at the Meadowlands. The Vikings are now an outside show. Detroit lost. And remember, Minnesota played Detroit twice in the last four weeks of the season. Twice. The Vikings, I still think Detroit will win, but that division's gone wacky. And it's actually a tough division because Chicago are five and eight and have won two in a row. That's strange. Yeah. That's a really bad loss for Green Bay. Bad. Uh, bad loss because they've got the Bucks this week. Um, they'd expect to win that game, I, I would think. Then they've got the Panthers, which they'll win, and then that sets up the game against the Vikings second last week of the season and then the Bears to finish. So if the Packers had managed to win that, uh, they would have owned their own destiny with an opportunity to go and knock off the Vikings and the Bears in the last two weeks and potentially make the playoffs. But it's going to be a lot harder. Jordan Love came back to earth a little bit. He's ridden a wave over the last four weeks. He's been playing really well. And at times today, he, he was very good. But unfortunately, they couldn't uh, get their running game going. Dylan was bottled up for most of the day. A few mistakes, a turnover, a muff punt, and that was enough to to hand the victory to the Giants. Um, so, yeah, really important one that the Vikings got that because the Vikings were staring down the barrel of six and seven and facing a, a two-game deficit uh, against Detroit, but now there's an opportunity with two to go. They can catch up and still make the division. So NFC North, I think it's. I think there are still three teams alive. I still feel like the Packers are a chance, but they're they're a little way off. I don't well, think with, the Bears will with, get there. With that draw that you've just told me, I'll tell you what, that last game of the season, Green Bay and Chicago is now massive. Justin Fields is playing for his football life in Chicago. Well, the, there's a fabulous ESPN article, the, the overreaction, underreaction. There's a lot of good people think that he's moving a lot and that he's got something to offer. Um, and at the moment, Chicago don't get necessarily a top one or two draft pick. Arizona might. Carolina definitely will. Um, but Chicago's, you know, playing oak. They've been okay in the last few weeks, Chicago, to be honest with you. I didn't think I'd say this. Dallas Cowboys in in. On top in the NFC in the NFC East, they've won five in a row. Phillies lost two, and Dallas has turned it around. And now they're on. They're now in a f- fabulous position. The Cowboys, fabulous. Yeah, it's a deceiving position. They are currently on top of the division, but they need Philadelphia to lose another game to clinch because of the fact that. Uh, they lost that game that they shouldn't have lost to the Cardinals. So it's likely that Dallas and Philly will end up with the same record, 
they'll end up with the same divisional record, but the Cowboys will be one loss down in a conference record, which is the third tiebreaker. So unfortunately for the Cowboys, despite the fact that they sit in a very nice position right now, and when I read this schedule, David, you know why I'm not jumping out of my chair at the moment. They need Philly to lose to either the Seahawks, yes, the Giants, the Cardinals, or the Giants again. And I just can't see that happening at the moment. The most likely is because they have they play Seattle at the Lunatic Asylum at Lumen Field. Um, Biggest chances this week. The, the the Giants are people don't want to run into the Giants at the moment. They're a defensive menace. The Giants they're playing they're turnover central. They they're plus twelve in the last few weeks, and that's how you win games of footy. They are. Yep. Um, San Francisco is yeah. now, interestingly, everybody clinched a playoff spot, by the way. They're a team that's, that's having a crack. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, whereas the Cowboys draw is much more difficult. They've got Bills, and the Bills are playing for their life as well, and they uh, they got the result on the weekend they needed and knocked off Kansas City. And uh, Kansas City, we can talk about them in a little bit, but they're off the boil at the moment. Um, yes. They're not going to get the top seed. That's pretty clear now. And they're going to have to do it the hard way. Um, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Lions, and then finish off with the Commanders. So I still think Philly's in the box seat to win the division. Now, let's, let's go to the AFC because there's some fascinating stories here. Baltimore had a series of results they could not have dreamt of. Listen to this, everyone. Miami, Jacksonville, and Kansas City, all leaders in their division, all lost, leaving Baltimore as the standalone top seed in the AFC. Um, the AFC is quite bizarre. It really is. Um, uh, let, yeah. yeah. It, and the, is loss, just, the loss today from the Dolphins was mind-boggling how they managed to lose that game. It is. And I'll tell you what, the AFC South is now very interesting. All of the top three sides in that lost – Tennessee was the one team that won, but Jacksonville's sitting there think, looking over their shoulder saying, geez, Indy and Houston are making life difficult for us. Kansas City won't have the AFC Championship game in Arrowhead for the first time in half a decade. That's how long it's been since somebody else hosted. Miami should have beaten Tennessee. But when you go to the playoff standings, this is when it gets really, really, really interesting, particularly in the AFC. But it's all fascinating. So the top seven sides at the moment by seeding are Baltimore, Miami, Kansas City, Jacksonville, in that order. Cleveland are in five. Then we've got half the almost half the AFCs on seven and six. Pittsburgh are in sixth. Indianapolis are in at seventh. But Houston, Denver, Cincinnati, and Buffalo are all seven and six. And if I'm Houston, Denver, and Indianapolis and Pittsburgh, I am worried senseless with Cincinnati and Buffalo lurking with menace because Cincinnati's got Minnesota this week. Buffalo's got Dallas. But both of those sides have been there before, Sam. They've got all these other sides haven't been. It's a fascinating story in the AFC, but Baltimore could not have got a better weekend of results if they'd have tried. Correct. Absolutely. I think the, the it's down to two teams now who can take out the bye with four games to go. It looks like Ravens-Dolphins. And, and I'm just going to have a quick look at the Ravens' schedule and we'll see how that's tracked. And while you're doing that, I'll go to Dolphins' schedule because I think the Dolphins have got the Patriots left. 
Okay, so let's have a look at this. This is interesting. As you'll see when you look at yours, David, in three weeks' time they play each other. So that's going to be huge. Holy uh, Jags, cow. Jags this week, 49ers, Dolphins, Steelers. So not easy. Not easy for the Ravens. And Miami have the following. New York Jets at home. Dallas at home. Baltimore away, which may end up being the the, the, the seed breaker. But they finish with Buffalo. So they finished Baltimore, Buffalo. They, sorry, they finished Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo. Holy cow. Let's just have a quick look then. Let's just see what Kansas City's got left. They have to make up two games, and I have to look deeper and to see whether they've got the tiebreaker. Well, okay, they've got a so, tough division now. Interesting. That's a, And again, this is why it's a bad loss. Uh, the last two weeks. They've got Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers, and the Chargers are not playing football at the moment. And oh, Justin they can win all year. four of those. They can, they win, can win all four. four and get to 12. They can get to 12. But Interesting. Miami's, so Miami's, draw, Miami's draw is nigh on diabolical. Exactly. 12, wins, 12 wins and a tiebreaker might, might get you. I'm just having a quick look to see. Let's have a quick look and see who owns the head-to-head here. Just looking down the list to see. So, so the Dolphins um, own the head-to-head against over the Chiefs. Who? Over against the Chiefs. the Chiefs, yeah. Okay. And they've, and they've still got to play against... So that game between Miami and Baltimore will likely decide who takes out the first week by, I would think. And I think... That, and Miami's got three of their last four games in, on South Beach, which is huge for them. Huge. And then if you look down the list, like you said, Dave, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six teams all sitting at seven and six. I would suggest right now that Steelers are on the way out, um, as are the Colts. I expect both of those teams to fall out of the playoffs. The Jags and Browns, uh, Joe Flacco's playing great football. Uh, Trevor Lawrence was injured on the weekend and certainly wasn't himself, but I think that those two will have enough to stay in there, which opens up two spots. The Texans, they're a watch now. They're really poor on the weekend. And then you've got the Denver Broncos, the oh. Cincinnati Bengals, and the Bills, and they're all and they're all capable. The Broncos are almost uh, in their best form um, of, of all those teams that are sitting in seven six at the moment, along with probably the Bills as well. So the Broncos finish this way. This gets real. Oh, listen to this for the Broncos. They're finished with Kansas City. They've got Detroit in Detroit, New England at home. The Chargers at home and the Raiders away. They could win all four. They could. They've got it. And Detroit's, Detroit had a really poor weekend. And Jared Goff is, has regressed in the last couple of weeks. Interesting. I, I'm going to go out on a limb. And I'm sure, I'm sure you will as well, Dave. We don't mind having a bit of a crystal ball action, whether we're talking about AFL Sydney or the NFL. Uh, Baltimore Ravens, Miami Dolphins, Kansas City Chiefs, Jacksonville Jaguars, Cleveland Browns in for me. Five, two remaining spots. I'm going to suggest Denver and the Buffalo Bills get in. Cincinnati, Houston, the uh, the Steelers and the Colts miss out. Geez, Buffalo hasn't got an easy draw either. I reckon Cincinnati's the wild, the outlier there, um, which would probably leave you with. Baltimore having the rest, Miami possibly having a mind-blowing seven-day turnaround to play Buffalo twice, Kansas City getting Denver, 
and Jacksonville hosting Cleveland, which Jacksonville would, that is a potentially mouth-watering week one of that playoffs. Holy cow. Tell you what, it could set up a Cleveland Browns, Baltimore Ravens week two. Oh, and they know each other and hate each other. Over to the NFC. (laughs) This gets real interesting. San Francisco is now the top seed. Philly's gone from one to five in a couple of weeks. San Francisco is the top seed. Dallas is second. Detroit three. Tampa Bay four. They're the four divisional leaders. Wild cards. Philly and Philly will be there. No matter where you say it, they'll be there. Then it gets fascinating. That 3-0 win by Minnesota is huge. They're on their own in sixth. Then we've got a whole slurry of teams at six and seven, and they are Green Bay in seventh, the Rams, the Seahawks, the Falcons, and the Saints. And extraordinarily, the Giants are one game out, as are Chicago, and both of those sides have been written off for months sitting outside. Washington's done. It is from seven down, it's quite amazing. You thought we we said we'd deep dive. I don't uh, the thing that I don't know about is who's gonna win the NFC South. That is really hard. Uh, did you say that I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna look at Tampa, who you said have got Green Bay. Oh goodness, that's at Lambeau. So Tampa I reckon we can lock in San Fran for the top seed. They own the, the tiebreaker based on head-to-head record, which is the first tiebreaker against Dallas and Philly. They're the best uh, team in America right now. San Francisco so San Fran is the finishes best team first. in the NFL. Yep. San Fran finishes first. Philly or Dallas finish second and fifth. Um, Detroit likely finish third. Agreed. And then fourth is completely up in the air. So I feel like we've got first, second, third, fifth pretty much locked in uh, and then it's who's going to win in the south between Tampa Bay so let's look at their records David so who who have you who are you going to pull? So I've drilled into Tampa and they've got Green Bay at the Lambeau Cathedral Jacksonville at home New Orleans at home which may be the 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 the, the pivotal game and they finish with Carolina in Charlotte so that's not an impossible draw for Tampa it's not easy but it's not diabolical, not diabolical either. All right, so I'll go Falcons and I'll Please. compare and then we can look at Saints as well. Interestingly, so, the fa- that, because these teams have got to play each other, they've, they've got winnable games. That's right. So Okay, Pan- so Pan- yep, Panthers first up. Yeah, so Atlanta plays the Panthers this week, so that's a win. They then get the Colts, the Bears, and they finish with the Saints in the final week. I would expect... Uh, that they'll get over the Panthers. They should uh, be competitive against the Colts, Bears and Saints, but they're not easy matches. Where's that Atlanta-New Orleans game? At the Louisiana Superdome or in Hotlanta? Yes, Superdome. Wow. Could be a playing game depending on what happens with Tampa Bay. Yep, that's fair. Interesting. Um, Let's look at the Bears' schedule. They're intriguing because Justin Fields is playing really well. I'm moment. just wondering if they've got. I I think there might be a Minnesota game in there. I don't think they've. Or are they? They've certainly got, they've got Green they've Bay. Got, they've got Packers in that division. So they've got Browns, Cardinals, Falcons, Packers. I can and, see them being competitive in. Look, if they can beat Browns this week, then they are a legitimate playoff team because they'll beat the Cardinals. I think they'll beat the Falcons, and then they'll get Green Bay. And if Green Bay's season's over, 
um, then that could potentially be a win as well. And that Green Bay game's at Lambeau. So they go Cleveland away, then two pivotal weeks at home against the Cardinals, Atlanta, and then they've got to go finish off up in the, oh, goodness me, 7th of January in Green Bay. Get your warm jackets out. Holy cow. It really is the so right so right now we would sorry you were going to say something Sammy I I just was going to pull up the next one and as soon as I saw it I'm like wow this is really interesting the Rams the Rams finish Commanders Saints Giants Forty Niners but the Forty Niners could be locked into the top seed where are the Rams playing New York at the Meadowlands or SoFi Meadowlands. And is the game against the 49ers at SoFi to finish? No. They're away away. God, that's tough. And they've got so a lot of travel in there too. They'll beat the they'll beat the commanders and the Saints at home. Honestly, oh, the Rams are playing up. good football. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So they'll win the next two. They go to the Giants. And if they can beat the Giants in the Meadowlands, if the Giant then it sets up a game against San Fran to make the playoffs against a San Fran team. But if they have to win, then they will win. But if they don't and their foot goes off the pedal, we could see the Rams sneaking into the playoffs. They're playing really well. Kyron Williams has been a revelation at running back for them. He, he's picked up uh, – he was their, their top-ranked draft pick at running back. Not their number one pick, but then their number one running back pick. Um, and he's played really well, obviously injured himself mid-season. He's come back with flying colours. And, and Matty Stafford is playing well too. Listen to the – I tell you, the Vikings are vulnerable. Those losses in the last couple of weeks will come back to bite them. Listen to the Vikings draw, everybody. <laughs> Cincinnati away, Detroit in Minneapolis, Green Bay in Minneapolis, and to finish the season, they've got Detroit at Ford Field. They've really got to win. They win three and they're in. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to have – They will win. If they, if they can win three of those, it's got to obviously start this week. They're going to have to get off at Cincinnati this week. Yep. Yep, so they've got to get off to a winning start this week. The last one that's probably in play here is Seattle. So I'm just pulling up there. So they've got the Eagles this week. If the Eagles can knock them off, then the Seahawks are going to be in a bit of trouble uh, that'll be five losses in a row. So they lost to the Rams, the 49ers, the Cowboys, and the 49ers again. So no disgrace in those four losses. Uh, they also lost to the Ravens and beat the the Commanders. So they're five, they're five losses and one win in the last six weeks. But all those losses have come against pretty reasonable teams, perhaps except the Rams. Uh, so they go Eagles, Titans, Steelers, Cardinals. So I'd expect that if the Seahawks can somehow beat the Eagles this week, they're a legitimate chance to make the playoffs. I think if they lose this week to the Eagles, and that's probably it um, for the Seahawks this season. Okay, let's get a, let's get crystal balling. Who's going to play in the AFC Conference Final, presumably in Baltimore? I think it's going to be. I'm actually going to go off script here. I think it's going to be Miami hosting against the Chiefs. So you're saying that Baltimore's going to get pipped in their first final? They're going to get knocked off in the first week. Over to the NFC, can anybody stop the 49ers? And who do they play, Big D or Philly? Because the others are no chance. San Francisco, Dallas for me. I think Dallas will lose, will come second in the division, but I anticipate that Dallas will go to Philly where they're not they're not afraid. Uh, and, oh, sorry, I think let's just have – actually, 
might just need to look at that schedule because if Dallas finishes fifth, unless there's an upset, they're going to have to go to San Fran. So, look, if Dallas goes to Philly, I think Dallas can win. But if Dallas goes to San Francisco, it's season over. Correct. Now, at the moment, San Francisco, I'm assuming, would be in, in your Super Bowl tip. You're tipping Miami or KC to go through and play them? Dolphins. I've got okay. Dolphins 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yourself? I don't who think it matters. I, I, who do I have? Baltimore. Um, Baltimore playing who? Baltimore, San Francisco. Baltimore's the only team in the AFC who I think can beat San Francisco. If it's anybody else, San Francisco will pummel them. Pummel them. Yep. And look, if uh, if Miami and Kansas City finish second and third, then I'd suggest that it's get that Baltimore will get through because they'll beat whoever they play and it finishes fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. So it's gonna. I think Kansas City can go to Baltimore and beat them. Okay. I think they're the team that can. I, I don't. Miami won't have to go there in the first week. Um, if it's Baltimore hosting Miami, I just think Miami will be unable to to keep to keep up. I think. The key to Miami getting through the Super Bowl is hosting two finals at home. I think if they have to go on the road, if Baltimore do finish top seed and win the first week, um, then I agree that the Ravens get through. But I actually think Kansas City can go to Baltimore and can beat Baltimore on the road. And one of the things, everybody, is when you are in the playoffs, above basically the Mason-Dixon line, it's freezing cold. And this is another advantage that Miami has – the longer and more often they play at South Beach, the climate helps them because the other teams struggle because it's actually 24, 25 degrees and quite warm. Miami will avoid Buffalo this year, but having to go to Baltimore in January in January would be, and it's an outdoor stadium and it's a cold place. Miami, as Sam said, the longer Miami stays in Florida, the better for them. And then that's why today. Miami's loss will hurt Miami so much because if oh. they won that, then they would have obviously kept themselves up. And the benefit is if they could host two games at home, they get the Super Bowl in a dome in Vegas, uh, and that will suit that will suit the Dolphins. They won't have to play in the cold. Whereas if they've got to go to Kansas City or they've got to go to um, Baltimore, that's not going to suit them at all. And the Dolphins have obviously got the overlay that Tyreek Hill. Um, was injured today, um, hampered by an angle, ankle injury. And, it, and if he's down for any period of time, they're so reliant on him. And you saw today that as soon as Tyreek Hill went out, the number one corner went on to Jalen Waddle, and he really struggled. Um, whereas Waddle, when Hill is out there, is able to get off the chain. So Hill is so crucial to the Dolphins. If he can't come up, then I'd suggest the Dolphins could fall down the rankings Um uh, potentially go out in the first week of the playoffs. But let's see. It's it, it's not a bad injury. The earlier reports are that he'll be fine, uh, but they're a different team without him today. The schedule this weekend, noting that there are three games on Saturday in America with a with not much college footy happening. The Thursday night game is Los Angeles Chargers at Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, the home of the Super Bowl. The Sunday games in Australia and the Saturday games in America are being played in order, and a couple of these are monstrous games. Minnesota heads to Cincinnati. That's the early set in Cincy. Pittsburgh then heads to Lucas Oil to play in Indianapolis indoors. And then Denver gets a game indoors as well. In the last game, that's at Detroit at Ford Field. The Sunday games in America, the early set, Chicago at Cleveland, 
Tampa at Green Bay, Houston at Tennessee, New York Jets at Miami, Kansas City at New England. That right now, that is a sort of game that Kansas City would like. Then the after, oh sorry, the further um, early set: New York Giants at New Orleans, Atlanta at Carolina. Then the afternoon set in America: Washington at the Rams, San Francisco at Zona. Holy cow! Dallas and Buffalo. Gracious me, that's in Orchard Park. Get the warm jackets out. And then the night set in America, the national televised game, is a very, very big game, particularly for Jacksonville. Baltimore's got Jacksonville at Everbank Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. And then the Monday night game in America is a big game for Philly. They must win. They've got the Seattle Seahawks at Lumen Field. And um, I made a, a boo last week. There were actually two buys, Zona and Washington. Looking at the schedule this week, there are no buys. Sam, yeah, that was an interesting one because the NFL uh, opted no buys Thanksgiving weekend, which threw us both off. And they chucked two teams uh, remaining this week. We both... We both missed that one last week. Apologies for that. Look, Minnesota at Cincinnati is enormous. And right now, Cincinnati's got to be favourites. And on the betting line here, they are. Um, that's a tough game for me. And Minnesota's got problems at quarterback. They're, it's their defence that's keeping him in games. If Minnesota can jag this, it's huge. But I suspect they won't. Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. Pittsburgh's on the downward spiral. I don't think they can yep. beat Indianapolis in Indy. And no. Denver and Denver and Detroit's a tough game to pick. Um, Detroit's favourite. I'm really looking forward to that game. Detroit coming off a really poor performance. Denver are playing great football at the moment. If Denver are legitimate here, this is an opportunity for them uh, to have a really good win on their schedule and really open up the remainder of their season. So, yeah, I think bookends here, Minnesota, Cincinnati, Denver, Detroit, looking forward to those games. I don't think Pittsburgh or Indianapolis will feature in the playoffs, but Indianapolis will likely win that game. Um, the interesting watch on Pittsburgh is, are they going to get to 500 for Mike Tomlin? Will they get yeah. there this year? It, they may not. With Mitch Trubisky, will be quarterback again with Pickett still out injured. Chicago and Cleveland, a couple of weeks ago, you wouldn't have thought it's got much interest, but it does because Chicago is playing good footy. It's a tough. Cleveland, Joe Flacco has been a revelation for him. It's only early doors, though. Tampa at Green Bay is massive. With Atlanta playing Carolina, Tampa's got to win. Houston at Tennessee. Houston will be careful because the Titans will be cock-a-hoop after knocking off Miami. Miami won't lose to the Jets in Miami. Kansas City won't lose to New England. The New York Giants are going to ask some questions of New Orleans, I tell you. They're going to ask some questions. Atlanta could very well be on their own in the lead of that division after this weekend. The Commanders and Rams is more of interest for Rams fans. San Francisco will belt the tripe out of Arizona. Dallas and Buffalo, oh, my gracious, what a game of football that'll be. Um, has uh, This is a, the test that Dallas needs because they've been fantastic over the last five weeks. They've been unbelievable. Yeah. And I'd say Dak, is, Dak and uh, Brock Purdy would be favourites for the MVP at the moment. Um, obviously, Dak can't afford a slip. I don't think San Francisco will slip for the rest of the year. So Dak's going to have to play really well. And going to Buffalo and winning... Um, that could potentially push Dak into the lead in the MVP. I'm not sure they will. I'm obviously hoping they that they will get the win, but they're going to be facing a, a desperate Buffalo team. And I think that Philly uh, will get the job done against Seattle and obviously have a, a pretty cosy run into the playoffs. So Dallas are probably looking at the fifth seed regardless of what happens in this matchup. But if they can win it uh, and Philly get knocked off, then there's an opportunity for the, the Cowboys to, to finish second. They, they can't get the week off. 
um, they won't catch San Fran. So even if Dallas managed to to win their division, they're still going to be playing in the first week. And are you happy that are you happy with Baltimore being uh, as the favourites over Jacksonville in Florida? I've got Baltimore as a favourite. I would expect them to win, but if Trevor Lawrence is healthy, I, I do like the weapons that Jacksonville have. Fair enough. What an intrigue. We said last week we'd do a deep dive. We've tried to give you that. Uh, it's getting absolutely fascinating. Um, and again, there's going to be so many twists and turns. And this generally will be a last round of the season job to see who qualifies. There's going to be so many twists and turns. Um, at the moment, I think that the safest bet in America is that San Francisco is going to be the number one seed in the NFC because right now they're the best team in football by a, a reasonable margin. I would love to see San Francisco play in Baltimore. I think that'll be a wonderful matchup, but we'll wait and see. Sam, was there anything else you wanted to discuss tonight, my friend? No, I think that's really good. We we uh, we committed to a deep dive. We've looked at schedules, given you our thoughts around who we think is going to make the playoffs. There's four weeks to go. We know the NFL uh, and their scheduling genius have uh, divisional games to finish off the season, which will be yes. Sunday, Jan 7 in America and Monday, Jan 8 here in Australia. Um, it's going to be intriguing to see the way these last four weeks play out, David. I'm really looking forward to it. And it all starts this week with a really big week 15. Absolutely. Sam, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to catching up with you next week. Thanks, David. Chat next week. On behalf of Sanzik, and this is David Redden. Enjoy your NFL. It's getting really interesting in what is the world's best football competition. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.